0: In these winter months, consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida.
1: This is
0: Cruise Radio. Radio.
1: How's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Happy to have you here. Happy New Year. I think I said that last week, but it wasn't quite the new year yet. So it's officially 2017. How exciting, huh? Don't forget Cruise Radio News. It's our Cruise Radio Facebook group. We'd love to have you uh, kick around the cruise news with us. Also, the other show, River Cruise Radio, still going strong. If you've considered or are considering a river cruise, check it out, rivercruiseradio.net, or find it where you're listening to this. Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is in Las Vegas this week with the Consumer Electronics show with Carnival Corporation. So Sherry Kennedy has cruise news. Hey, Sherry. Hi, Doug. So not a very busy week in cruise news, but a couple of things happening this week. Uh, number one, Sherry, is Consumer Electronics Show happening out in Las Vegas right now. Carnival Corporation had an announcement that they have a medallion that you wear, kind of like Disney has uh, at their resort and kind of like Royal Caribbean has with their Wow Bands. Talk to us about the announcement. And do you think they'll be ditching key cards in the near future?
2: Well, it's uh, it's on that technological um idea, but this is more, this is a medallion. This is an actual medallion that Carnival says they've developed the world's first interactive platform, which is pretty interesting. So it's, a, it's about the size of a quarter, maybe a smidgen larger. It's a disc. It looks like it's a um, little plasticky on the top with the metal underneath. And you can put it on a keychain. You can wear it on a lanyard that some people do that, you know, with their uh, credit cards and whatnot uh, on board put it in your pocket, put it in your purse. And it's going to do all sorts of interesting things, um, which I will tell you in a second, but it will debut on Princess Cruz's Regal Princess this coming November of 2017. And then in 18, it'll roll out on the Royal Princess and the Caribbean Princess. And what this little gadget is supposed to be able to do is you're carrying it as a guest, right? And you're walking towards your stateroom. Supposedly, it's going to open the door before you get there. So you don't have to fumble for a key card. It's going to act like you know a friend find friends app that you have on your phone. and you can locate family and friends that are on board. It'll allow you to make onboard purchases instead of having to take out your key card. you will have queued in all the information that you need. so that's done. It's supposed to speed up embarkation and debarkation. And what's really cool is apparently guests will be able to input their dining and their beverage preferences, which I don't know if that'll mean you walk into the lounge and the waiter comes over and says, hello, Ms. Kennedy, here's your, you know, your Bombay Gin Martini. So that would be cool. So
1: I have a couple of thoughts on this. The first
2: one is I like that it's
1: sensor-based. So it doesn't have a GPS, and it's not electronic or anything like that. So it's all – you have to be near a sensor for it to work. They can't, like, track you if you're at home or on a – in Nassau somewhere. So I like that. But I'm not going to lie. I feel like it's a little Big Brother-ish.
2: It's on its way to getting there. Yeah. But that's technology these days. You know, everything is – it's all going to be artificial intelligence before we know it. Well, you know,
1: with with the safety of kids, I can see that. Like you can – the parents can see where their kids are. But they they don't know like exactly where they are. So it's not a tracking device. It's all sensor-based. There's going to be a sensor in the kids' club and it's going to say, hey, your kid is in the kids' club or your kid is on Lido deck or whatever. So I I think that's cool. And you can also opt in like you were saying – for like Find My Friends, where you can kind of find each other, which can get a little weird too, but whatever.
2: (laughs) I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it works this coming November.
1: We'll have more on this coming up in the near future, I'm sure. Moving on here, Royal Caribbean is paying you to cruise and take photos. Talk to us about this.
2: This is a goofy campaign. It's a great idea, and I'm sure they're going to get hundreds of thousands of applicants. Royal Caribbean International posted a photo on Instagram, right, that we all look at. And they're asking, they're trying to find what they call an extraordinary explorer. And this extraordinary explorer will be uh, given free reign, well, almost free reign with Royal Caribbean to take a three-week internship over this coming summer. But uh, there is a catch to this, and it's really not very much of a catch. Royal Caribbean says this person who's chosen, must post three photos on Instagram every day while on each cruise. And the person will also be required to go on three different shore excursions on each cruise. So, you know, it still seems pretty basic to me. And, you know, they're going to judge this based on uh, what they call very strict criteria, which will include visual appeal, storytelling ability, and originality of the Instagram posts. So if you're out there and you think this is something you'd like to vie for, um, all you have to do is take some pictures, you know, what they call impressive travel photos, tag them Royal Caribbean UK. So it's at Royal Caribbean UK and then the hashtag Extraordinary Explorer. And, uh, you know, you have to have an Instagram account, of course, to do it. And they'll choose someone to go on three free cruises.
1: I'd automatically be out because uh, today I posted on Instagram and I put um, I posted a picture of Half Moon K and I put Hello Grand Turk and it was it was half, it was the sign Half Moon K and so I tried, I didn't look at it for five hours and people were like leaving oh, no. me comments like. You moron, Oops. it's not Grand Turk, it's Half Moon Cay. am like, whoa, 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 sorry. Not perfect, but anyway. Yeah. So it was a slow cruise news week, so we'll answer a couple of listener questions here. Sherry, the first one says, I have seen a few people recommend bringing a surge protector on board. Which one is allowed and does it even matter?
2: Well, let's start by confessing, do you bring a surge protector on board? You know what, I bought one of those Belkin You you plug it into the wall, it has two USB
1: and three plugs, and it says it's a surge protector, so yes, I do.
2: Yeah, I do too, and I'm very cautious about it, but let's begin this whole discussion with, they're not allowed. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) They're not allowed. It's it's, it's a fire hazard, plain and simple. Um, They're not going to confiscate it. They do come in handy, especially on the older ships that may only have one electric outlet at the desk. And I've I've run into that quite a bit. And you know we've got what three four devices. And you, if you have two or three people in your cabin, you're going to be fighting over who gets to plug mm-hmm. what device in when. You know my advice to people is if you're going to bring a surge protector, you know get something like what you have, Doug, which is it's it's not what you would buy in in the, for a dollar twenty nine at Walmart. You know with the long cord and a a clunk, clunky looking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 buy, it, buy a nice strip that is you know better priced and does the job, and then always unplug it when you leave your stateroom. Do not leave it plugged in when you're not in your stateroom.
1: Moving on to the next question. It says, question, if you prepay your gratuities
2: and you still tip on board, is it worth it to prepay? Hmm. Well, I guess you have to think about which cruise line you're talking about, too, because one of them... Requires you to prepay and -hmm. you can't get out of it if you don't want to, right? Yeah, uh, Norwegian. Norwegian, yeah, exactly. So, um, not including them, let's go with the other ones then. If you prepay your gratuities, should you still tip on board and is it necessary? Um, You know, always prepay. Don't remove your tips, as you and I have always talked about. Um, And I think if you want to get a little bit more extraordinary service, I always suggest. Tipping your room steward first, maybe just ten bucks, fifteen bucks. Um, just it just seems to help occasionally, not always, but usually that you know that means you're not going to be a cheapskate at the end. And I also always ask, I tell people to um, if you find a bartender that you like at the beginning of your cruise and you think you might return to that bar again and again, give them twenty dollars cash up front. Mm-hmm. Um, And you will be rewarded throughout the cruise, maybe a little bit better pour, maybe a little more attentive service, but they know who's who's a good client and customer and who isn't. And yeah, it's worth it to prepay. And then still, if you want some extraordinary service, give them a little bit upfront.
1: Yeah, I, I always, I've made it a habit over the past probably three years to always prepay my gratuities and I build it in to me. It's an expense of the cruise, so I'd rather mm-hmm. have everything prepaid before I walk on board, and then just be on the hook for
2: casino and drinks. You know, I think that's what you do is a great idea. It just to prepay the prepay actually mm-hmm. is what you're doing, and uh, and you're done. You know, you don't have any surprises, and you look at your. You know, sometimes you can look at your uh, room receipt, your stateroom. Uh, account and every day you see another twelve fifty, thirteen seven, and you don't know what it's from until you stop to realize, oh, that's the room service charge. And mm-hmm. it just it just makes for a really long account list, especially if it's you know more than a seven day cruise. So yeah, I think that's a great idea.
1: Been talking with Sherry Kennedy, find her online at cruisemaven.com. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, Doug. Happy
2: 2017 again.
0: Cruise Radio. Maintaining our global reach. Listen live at cruiseradio.net.
1: From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay?
2: Park West makes
1: us excited to spend money on art.
0: To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon.
2: Have a question for the experts or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good
0: or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net.
1: Mark and his family just returned from an eight-night sailing aboard Norwegian Escape. Mark, how's it going, buddy? It's going great. How about you, Doug? Good, man. Happy New Year. We'll get all to Norwegian Escape in just a second. Let's take a step, uh, step back, rather. What made you want to take this eight-night sailing?
0: It was a confluence of events. We were originally going to take our 25th anniversary cruise last year, but due to some medical issues, we had to postpone. Mm-hmm. So we postponed it to this year, and thanks to a wonderful deal with casinos at sea on Norwegian Cruise Ship, they were able to comp me a balcony cabin on a, pretty much any cruise I wanted, I saw Norwegian Escape was doing an eight night itinerary, and I always prefer the eight nights because it gives you that extra day of cruising, which is very nice within a week's time frame. So
1: we booked that cabin for the kids, and a family friend came along too. That's interesting. So you, and you don't have to get specific here, but are you a high roller in the casino? Like, are you dropping like thousands of dollars per sailing?
0: <laughs> no, I'm not. But uh, Casinos at Sea is a very good casino program, and they reward their members attractively.
1: Okay, yeah, it sounds like a balcony on any sailing you want. That's, that's. Freaking awesome. So where do you live, Mark? I'm in Pittsburgh. Okay, so you made your way from Pittsburgh to Miami. How was the embarkation process for you once you got to Norwegian Escape?
0: It was pretty good. Uh, We arrived a little bit late because we were supposed to fly in the day before, but our flight got canceled. So we had to reschedule to a flight the next morning. Got into Fort Lauderdale, took a shuttle down to Miami, got to the terminal. And by that time, they were already boarding. So we checked in very quickly. Again, being through the casino program, we had a priority line. Head right to the front of the line got checked
1: in, and proceeded on board. From curb to check-in, how long did that take you?
0: Oh, I'd say maybe 10 minutes. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, you got to love that. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. So uh, what were your first impressions of Norwegian Escape once you boarded?
0: It was like coming home again, because I had sailed on Getaway two years ago, and Mm -hmm. she's much the same ship. So we boarded and walked right past uh, very familiar places, the atrium, down below, uh, oceans. And I love the look of it, because it's the wood grain tones are very calming and soothing, and it puts me in the mindset of being on vacation. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, for sure. Where did you hit first when you got on board? Like, what dining venue? We ended up going to the uh, main dining room, uh, Savor
0: or Taste. I forget which
1: one. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Nice. So uh, you make your way to your stateroom. What did you think of your balcony?
0: I thought it was very nice. Uh, we had one of the angled balconies that has a little bit more room, which is really nice since I'm a taller person. I need a little bit of extra leg room. hmm The balcony was great. The room was perfectly fine. It's a little bit smaller than what I'm used to on Royal Caribbean ships, but it was certainly very functional and worked very well. The only complaint I had was that uh, I have a CPAP that I use at night, Mm -hmm. and there are no outlets near where the side of the bed, so I had to run a long extension cord under the bed over to the outlets by the desk.
1: Uh, Now, what were your thoughts of the bathrooms on Norwegian Escape? I remember whenever Norwegian Epic came out in 2010, a lot of uh, heck was being raised about the bathroom layout with the shower on one side and the toilet on the other side. Uh, Of course, everything is compact on Norwegian Escape. What were your thoughts of the bathroom and space-wise and all of that? I'm very happy
0: that the breakaway class of ships don't have that same problem that the Epic did of the bathroom arrangement. Mm-hmm. I found the bathrooms to be just fine. The showers are even a little bit more spacious than some of the other cruise lines. I find that to be very good as a larger guy. No problems at all.
1: Very nice. So Let's uh, switch gears here and talk about dining because uh, one thing Norwegian Escape has a lot of is dining venues. Uh, did you have any kind of uh, beverage plans or packages going in? Yes, we had the combination of the beverage package and a four
0: evening dining package. Okay, and how'd that work out for you? It worked out great. I loved having the beverage package because it was certainly wonderful to get whatever drink I wanted, and not worry about it. The only downside was that the selections of wines that are included with the package are very minimal. Mm-hmm. I found what I liked, and that was able to just go. To, that was my go-to wine for the whole cruise. Yeah, the dining packages were fine. We ended up eating at several, especially restaurants including some beyond what the package offers, including Food Republic and Le Bistro. I think my favorite was definitely Moderno. though. We had a wonderful family dinner there. The kids loved it. I loved it. It was just wonderful. And all that meat, how can you go
1: wrong? <laughs> exactly. You eventually get the meat sweats if you're there long enough, stuffing <laughs> yourself with that meat. Now, When you're doing this uh, dining, the ultimate dining program or the package, are you pre-booking these or are you doing this when you get on the ship? I book some in advance.
0: And unfortunately, by the time I was booking, a lot of the good slots were already taken. So, as soon as we boarded, we went down to the Headliners Club and they had a, a table set up there for dining reservations. And since I had already planned out which ones I wanted, it was very easy to say, I want f- five people for this night and three people for that night and just get all set up in advance that first day.
1: Did you hit the Margaritaville at sea at all? We did. Yep. Yeah. What'd you think? I thought it was okay. Uh, I'm glad
0: they're charging for it because it certainly wouldn't be worth waiting for. And I'm glad they're not charging very much because I'm not sure I'd pay much more for it either.
1: Yeah, when I went on it, it was free. This was back in November. And I waited two and a half hours with that pager to sit down in there. Was it worth it for you? Not two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> and it was free then. Yeah, not, not at all. Uh, what were your thoughts of the buffet area? The buffet was good. I prefer the
0: arrangement that Royal Caribbean has where they have separate islands. And they pull everything out from a separate line whereas the Garden Cafe on Norwegian has a single line that goes through. But they had a great selection, and it worked pretty well.
1: Very nice. Uh, Let's switch gears here and talk about entertainment aboard Norwegian Escape. Again, a ton of options on this ship. What were your thoughts of it? We did a lot of
0: entertainment. I went to several shows, and we also did the newlywed game that they had in the atrium. That was a lot of fun. Were you in it? Yes, we were. Oh, nice. (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah, my husband and I were the middle couple. We didn't win. But it was a lot of fun, and we we was really enjoyable for us. So we, it's a <laughs> highlight of our anniversary. What, what do they give the uh, the winning couple, like a bottle of wine or something? Everybody got T-shirts and and water bottles and that sort of thing. But the winning couple got a bottle of champagne and also um, some bamboo bed sheets. Oh, well, that's good.
1: Yeah, a really nice gift. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, sea Days. Now, this was an eight-night special sailing that Norwegian Escape did. I'm sure you had a couple of Sea Days in there. So how was the ship uh, during Sea Days as far as passenger flow both inside and out and by the pool?
0: Well, certainly by the pool, it was very crowded, uh, except um, when it was inclement weather. But That was on the last day. But the sunny days, it was very crowded, very busy. The pools were hard to use. I wish they had more room for pools, but they have so much room taken up for, like, the ropes course and the slides, which are very good things. I have no complaints about that. Inside was actually kind of interesting, especially on Deck 8 where the shops are. They would be doing sales during at-sea days. And when the sales were going on, especially the, you know, limited time, get your T-shirts, two for $20, the hallway was packed, and it was very difficult to get through.
1: Ah, gotcha. So it's – was it, like, a space issue? Like, could they have done it in a different location, or was it just – Uh, yeah i guess that's what i'm asking
0: the shops there are they're fine the the regular shops that are in separate rooms off to the sides are fine Mm -hmm. but the general merchandise like the t-shirts or the ten dollar gift oh the
1: sidewalk sale things exactly
0: they're right in the middle of the thoroughfare
1: gotcha okay all right how about the elevators i know it's kind of kind of silly thing to ask but uh did you find the speeds were good going up and down it's a pretty tall ship
0: Yes, the speeds were fine. The challenge is that the elevators are broken up into banks. Mm -hmm. So both forward and aft each have two sets of four elevators. So if you want to maximize your chances of getting one, you end up pushing both sets of buttons and just waiting for the first one, Uh which means that the elevator is going to stop at the other bank for nobody.
1: Interesting. That's kind of a weird layout there. Um, Let's uh, talk about the ports you hit because this was a special eight-night sailing. Uh, What made this one so special? Because normally Escape does seven nights.
0: Correct. But since Getaway is going down to Rio de Janeiro for the Olympics, Escape is alternating eight-night Eastern and six-night Western.
1: Ah, okay. Okay, that's like one of the first times Escape's done – or wait, is is Escape – no, Escape rotates, right? No. Getaway does
0: Western and Escape does Eastern. That's what it is. But what Getaway is uh, away, Escape is doing both.
1: Okay, that's what it is. Cool. All right. Very nice. Okay, cool. So this was a eight-night – Eastern Caribbean sailing. So, uh, Mark, what ports did you hit, and which one was your favorite?
0: Well, we hit St. Martin, St. Thomas, Tortola, and Nassau.
1: Okay.
0: And Nassau was definitely my least favorite because I've been there so many times that there's not much for me to do there that's new. I tend to stay on the ship. But St. Martin was my favorite. It always is. I enjoy just exploring, going to typical places like Maho Beach. We went to Margo as well. I like exploring around downtown. I just like the the culture and the climate there. Have they developed the pier at Tortola yet? it's basic Uh, there are shops there um, Mm -hmm. but not the same kind of shops you would expect to find like at St. Martin or St. Thomas where Diamonds International I think there might have been a Diamonds International but
1: it's a little bit more on the local vendor side which is nice as far as the disembarkation process you make your way back to Port Miami how was that for you It was
0: very good. Because of our experience with the hotel staff and the crew and officers on board, we ended up getting priority treatment. So we were escorted down through the special secret elevator and got right off the ship. What surprised me, though, was that customs was actually very fast. Normally, I'm used to waiting 20 to 30 minutes in line to snake through the customs. But when we got off, there was no line there. And that wasn't even priority. That was just normal. I'd say maybe from ship to curb
1: was 15 minutes.
0: Gosh, you can't beat that. Oh, very, very reasonable. I was very happy about
1: that. How about the customs line? How is that these days down in Miami? For us, it was only about five minutes. Okay. Yeah, really fast. Okay, very nice. Uh, looking back on your cruise, uh, what was the highlight for you? Well, the highlight was certainly the, the newlywed
0: game. But beyond that, it was the intention that we got from the officers of the ship who who were very present. They showed up frequently. They got to know us. And I actually had the very strong feeling because I know it's true that they actually cared about our vacation. And an evidence of this was the welcome aboard show. The hotel director gave out to his audience, the phone number to reach him. Oh, wow. He wanted anybody on ship. Basically he was saying, my job is to make your vacation great. So if you need call me, I have never seen that on another ship before. You know what? I'm wondering if that has to do with the new CEO that's there. It's Uh, certainly possible. Yeah. But, uh, I give Norwegian a lot of credit for making their officers very visible. Yeah, yeah. And very, I was
1: going to say, I, I've never – I mean that's the first time I've ever seen that too. I mean you, you, normally a cruise line wouldn't give out their officer's deck phone or cabin number to give right. people to call. Yeah, and very, uh, very cool there. Uh, well, in closing here, do you have any first-time tips to offer people who are sailing Norwegian Escape or who might be considering sailing? The big
0: thing for me, and this is always a trouble, is to make sure you get a chance to do everything that you can while you're on board because once you disembark the ship it's too late to do the ropes course it's too late to do the slides so make sure you allocate some time during the cruise to do those activities while you can
1: and final statement here what is your final thoughts of norwegian escape norwegian escape
0: is a great ship got some issues in terms of smokiness in the in the atrium area or sorry in the uh, 678 place but great ship lots of things to do lots of food lots of entertainment a great choice for cruisers. Is the casino still
1: smoke-free there, or do they actually go and is it smoking now?
0: It's never been smoke-free.
1: Oh, okay. I, I, know, I know that. Like when they first rolled it out, I think on the Inaugurals or whatever, it might have been smoke-free, okay. but they might have yeah. changed that really quick.
0: Yeah, I think there's a non-smoking section. I'm not sure, but yeah. that doesn't work very really well. Rumor has that they're going to put a wall up somewhere to try and sort of take the smoking area and and keep it from bleeding out because that's a problem that all the breakaway ships have.
1: Yeah. You know, I I just got off of uh, a Holland America ship, the new Amsterdam and they have a unique thing set up for smoking in the casino. Uh, You could smoke anywhere in the casino, but it's every other night. So every other night is it's smoke free. And then every other night it's smoking, which is kind of, kind of unique.
0: But I imagine that cruise lines will eventually go non-smoking instead like celebrity did. Yeah. It, It will happen eventually. But it's a hard balance between maintaining the good relationship with the casino guests and allowing them to
1: smoke. Yeah, yeah, because that's a a big revenue generator for them.
0: It's a huge revenue generator, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, for sure. Now, Mark, before we uh, close the interview out here, you had something very interesting happen. And we don't get a lot of these stories here on this show, but it's revolved around trip insurance. And you wound up taking out a travel insurance policy on this sailing. And it wound up really saving you a lot.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, After we boarded, uh, my older son started feeling ill. And by the time the mustard drill came around, we actually had him uh, investigated by the medical center staff and found out that he was severely dehydrated. So he sat in the medical center for a few hours getting IV fluids. They checked his blood work. They even did an x-ray just to make sure everything was okay. They monitored him overnight. He was absolutely fine the next day. The downside is they also gave us a bill for $5,000. So I'm very thankful that we have travel insurance to help us with that.
1: Now, you said they give you a bill for $5,000. How does that work? Like if you have to go to the infirmary and you have travel insurance, you're covering that and then filing a claim when you get back. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Okay.
0: So they want us to pay the $5,000 before that we can get off the ship, and then we get the reimbursement back from the travel insurance.
1: Okay. And is he okay now? Everything good? Yeah, everything's
0: fine. He's back to normal, just fine. And he enjoyed the cruise, even with that in mind.
1: well, Well, that's good. Mark, thanks for sharing your review of Norwegian Escape, man. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance?